Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Uh, it's all about perspective. Uh, we had somebody call out Darnell Nurse, say he's not a first-line uh, defenseman. Uh, Trucker Dave says, Bob, good day. Darnell Nurse is uh, getting to be in the order's number one defenseman. Uh, this year, I think he'll silence the haters. That one comes to us from uh, Trucker Dave. Jared has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Darnell Nurse on one leg gets us to the final four, playing 25 minutes a night. Not good enough, no. Uh, he'll punch you out also. I have no words for some fans. That text comes to us from Jared. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Tim has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Bob, Phil Kessel does train with Connor and Gary Roberts at BioSteel. I know this for sure. Uh, that comes to us from Tim. AJ has texted us, and we'll hear from AJ Jakovic out of Ottawa tomorrow, a bit about the Senators and a bit about the Red Blacks and a bit about AJ saying that the Elks were the worst team in the CFL when Ottawa has the worst record in the CFL. Uh, AJ, not AJ Jakovic, says, Bob, I think the Oilers should be all in on Kane, and I think they should pull the trigger before the season starts. I also think uh, that uh, before the trade deadline, they should also try to land a top right D-man. Well, they don't have a lot of cap space to do it. Um, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. So, uh, a guy uh, having some fun out of the province of Saskatchewan says, get rid of uh, Nurse and Drysaddle, way overrated. 98% of Leon's goals were standing at the corner of the net. Is he really that good? Ah, that's special, isn't it? That's special. I don't know. Is he that good? I don't know. Um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Did you, uh, you still working your magic or do we have him here? Nothing yet. All right. Uh, like, there we go. Uh, trying to get hold of you, John. This is very unlike John. I hope he's doing okay. Uh, keep the text coming. We are going to do some open line, by the way, on tomorrow's show. 780-496-0063 will keep down the path of the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text line. All right. Uh, yes. The text again says, Bob, get rid of Nurse and Settle. Way overrated. 98% of Leon's goals were standing in the corner of the net. Is he really that good? The guy out of Saskatchewan having some fun. We're going to go to uh, Toronto, the center of the hockey universe, and soon to be home of the World Cup 2024. Hello, John. How are you doing? John Shannon joins us for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, you there? Hey, Bob. Yeah, I'm right here. How are you? Good. Thank you for making time for us. Are you out walking the dogs, or what's going on? No, I'm just in my backyard on a beautiful southern Ontario sunny day. A uh, sunny Ontario day. Uh, we had Ben Pope on from Chicago today on Patrick Kane. Uh, it's interesting. Put yourself in the position of Hawks ownership. Do you not want Kane on the team for at least, you know, a third to half of the season from a tickets perspective? Well, I think, you know, let's let's be completely honest about what's happening in Chicago, and I didn't hear Ben's interview, but, uh, you know, they're trying to reinvent the wheel in Chicago. They, they, they've they decided that there's nothing good with the Blackhawks right now. Uh, and, you know, whether it's uh, trying to find a way to make sure that they have the dog or... Or, or whatever, Kyle Davidson has made it pretty clear that they're starting from scratch. Yep. And does it does it really matter if Patrick Kane's in the lineup or not? If you're if you're admitting to that, and the answer is clearly not. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
Um, the only thing that matters in the end is what are you going to look like three years from now? And can you, can you rekindle uh, the magic that they had from 2007 to 2020 uh, by reinventing the wheel one more time? There's a different philosophy in Chicago now, Bob, uh, for, for many different reasons. Um, and, you know, one of them is that Danny Wirtz is in charge. Uh, and it's it's not Rocky, and it's not John McDonough, and they have a different philosophy, and they're trying to, I think, trying to feel their way. Well, it's interesting to me, uh, and, and we did bring this up with Ben, as John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, for me, the I, I think they got a really good return on the Brandon Hagel trade. They got, uh, you know, two lottery-protected number ones from Tampa Bay, and we're going to assume those are 25 to 30 overall picks. Plus, they got yeah. Kachuk, plus they got Radish, right? Yeah. I mean, they got those were a couple second-round picks from Tampa, so I, I they got a good return there. I did not like... They got three draft choices, including the seventh overall pick from Ottawa for Debrinket. I did not like that trade. I mean, Debrinket's a 40-goal score, home-run second-round pick by the Bowman regime. And I might like Kirby Doc. I might like him more than anybody out there. I think Kirby's still going to be a good player, real good player. And, you know, three years in and a total fiasco through COVID years, a guy not having his family around, the Hawks moving out Seabrook, who Kirby lived with. Then he breaks his wrist playing for Team Canada. Like, you name it, there's some things that went wrong there. To get a mid-range first-round pick for Doc, who they drafted third overall, I didn't like the trade. So... And those guys are, you know, Doc's like 22, uh, Debrink is like 24, 25, and Hagel's like 23. I didn't understand those moves from a Chicago perspective, i got to tell you. Well, I, I certainly didn't understand how quickly they became impatient with Kirby Doc. Uh, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, his upside, you know, when you're 21 years old, I... You know, the, the magic and the, the challenge of the uh, 18-year-old draft is how really there's a lot of guys you just don't know what they are until they're 24. So to, to bail on Kirby this early does not make much sense to me. Um, you know, but, there, there, you know, there's, there, there's logic. There's hockey logic. There's business logic. And then there's Blackhawk logic. And so much of the Blackhawk logic is about um, repositioning itself in the marketplace, rebounding from the, the, the debacle that was Kyle Beach, and make no mistake about it, the Blackhawks made a ton of mistakes, and they have to rectify that, and they have to rectify their position, not just in Chicago, but in, in the sports world. Uh, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, and, and to be honest, there are a lot of us that are on the outside looking in and saying, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? Is it going to make sense? Um, and I don't think we really know yet. And and Kyle Davidson has been put in a really, really tough spot to, to rebuild a, a franchise that was for the for the last decade was, you know, the, they were the model. franchise. In the, well, I, I, any, anybody that has issues like Kyle Beach, I don't want to call them a model. Of any, they were until they, that came out. Right, they were. Well, like, but, they but, were... but but I mean, but they, but putting uh, pushing things under the carpet doesn't make you the model, Bob. No. What they no. needed, to, what, what what they what they what they need to do, what they needed to do, and what they're trying to do is become uh, much more 
sympathetic and current in 2022. And I think there's a lot of influence. I think there's a lot of things that aren't what I would describe as pure old school hockey decisions. And we're seeing that every day. And, and Bob, not just not just in the dressing room, not not on the ice, but look what yeah. they've done with their with their broadcasters. I mean, the two guys that were legends there, Pat Foley and Eddie Olchek, aren't there anymore. Right. They they, they have tr- they are trying to rewrite. Blackhawk history. Yeah. Well, there's uh, no, and, it, and, it, yeah. and it's interesting. Was there a more powerful president than John McDonough? Oh, you mean in the NHL? In the NHL, was there a more powerful president than he was? The guy that was supposed uh, to take what, care of that situation with Kyle Beach. Was there a more powerful president than him? For his own club? No, there wasn't. He was he was certainly yeah. the most influential Blackhawk. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly, um, you know, early results would have allowed McDonough to yeah. rewrite his own ticket. And uh, unfortunately, um, humanity stepped in and said, you can't do that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, the the organization turned out, the whole thing turned out to be a debacle for the organization. And the reality of the situation was, we didn't know what was going on with Kyle Beach, but from the outside, uh, and there weren't whispers about this in the in hockey circles either. But from the outside, a lot of people looked at Chicago as sort of the you know, like look what they got the the fan engagement that they have their their pregame opening in terms of the, the the stuff they did on the scoreboard, the experience in the building. Like they had a, they had a lot of things that were, was the envy of the National Hockey League, and now they've had to go a completely uh, opposite path. We have people texting the show saying, Stoffer, don't be stupid. They're going for Connor Bedard. That's what the Blackhawks are going for. So it doesn't matter if Patrick Kane is there or not. They want Connor Bedard. Well, well <laughs> a year ago, everybody was going for Shane Wright, and it turned out that that's not who everybody was going for. It is... Uh, uh, you know, it is it is an interesting one. Uh, this text comes in saying, I don't much value Bob's opinions, referring to me, but I agree with them on Doc. I take him on my team every day. I, I'm pretty high on Kirby, Doc. You know that? Even, even jump-starting. That's the one that I was perplexed by. Okay, I kind of... That's the one. Like they, they got again. They got a good return from Hagel. They did. They got a good return. That, Hagel's a third line player. Doc has a chance. He'll be at least a second line center. He has a chance to be a top line guy. Pretty quick to give up on him. You're making the compelling argument, John, that they're looking to rebrand and restart and relaunch themselves in every yep. aspect of the organization. Yeah, and 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 and, and I agree with the I, I agree with the, the texter, and I agree with you. Uh, it was curious how quickly they bailed on Kirby Doc. That'd be the yeah. I mean, when's the last time they had a number three overall pick before him? Well, Taze was four, wasn't he? And then Taze Kane was, was one. So. Taze, Taze was three in 06, and Kane went number one. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, John, you know, it's really interesting, this, this conversation point, because half the fans regarding moving the pick, half the fans are, are like, no, 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 we don't. We don't like you. Don't trade first rounders. You hold on to the first round pick. The Oilers are, you know, I've given you the stats. They got six twenty-two and under players: uh, Bouchard, McLeod, uh, Broberg, yeah. Holloway, uh, Borgo, and Schaefer. Those are future Oilers, and those are you know five first round picks out of those six guys. They're they're yeah. a decent. They're in a decent spot. They probably could afford to move the number one in twenty twenty three for a significant piece. 
And the fans are split. Half of them like, if you're not going to do it now during the prime for dry settle McDavid, when are you going to do it? And the other half are like, no, 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 no. First round picks have value, and you build organizations around them. It's an interesting hey, conversation. Let, let, let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Uh, um, how, how many years has Sidney Crosby been in the league? How many years has Evgeny Malkin been in the league? How many years has Chris Letang been in the league? We're, we're talking, they've played together 16 seasons. Yep. So Connor and Leona played together for how many? Since 15, 16. Connor's going okay. in year, is this year seven or year eight for him? 15, 16, 16, okay. 17. So, so uh, you, you know, I, I agree that Connor's in his prime, but he's going to be in his prime for a long time. This is his eighth, their eighth season together. Coming up, yeah. So let's let's so let's let's not say okay. Well, the prime's coming up, and we got to do it quickly. I I, I want to see a team good for ten years. So and, and let's just suggest that uh, you know last year, and I, I'm being the devil's advocate here, but let's just suggest last year was year one of them being good for ten years. You know, and that would put Connor in that Connor and Leon in that sixteen seventeen range. Uh, as Edmonton Oilers, uh, but, so I, I, you know, let's 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 not try to rush things too much as this team continues to grow properly and grows with depth and grows uh, at all positions. Gosh, I, I, I'm 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 one of those guys. I think that there's. I know it's hard to be patient. I know it is, but this is a good time to be patient with the foundation that has been put on the ice with the Edmonton Oilers. All right, John, since you brought it up, we'll play that game. Uh, so Crosby went first in uh, 2005 uh, after Malkin went second in, in, in 06. The Penguins kept the 06 first rounder. That was Jordan Stahl. They drafted Esposito 20th in 07. They did not have a first round pick in 08. They got Simon Dupre. They did not trade their first rounder in 09. Uh, they did not trade their first rounder in 2010 or in 11, but they missed on all three: Simon Dupre, Bo Bennett. Well, Joe, but that, but you Joe. can't. But that that that's another story. that's a story of that that's a story of subjectivity, Bob. All right. So you know, all your scouts doing their job. Eight years in, they did not have a first round pick in 2013. Ten years in with Crosby, did not have a pick in. 2015, 11 years in with Crosby, did not have a first-round pick in 2016, 12 years in with Crosby in 2017, did not have a pick, yeah. 13 years in with... You see what I'm saying? When he was at the same age as McDavid, Pittsburgh started trading away their first-rounders. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not trading my first-rounder, Bob. I'm just not. I just not. I don't. I, I think that that's just. I, I think that that's a philosophy that you could build on. And I don't think you can have too many first-round picks. You know, I really don't. Uh, and and you mentioned the young guys that are in the other organization. Five of the six young guys you mentioned are first-round picks. Some of them have impressed. Not all of them are. Going I to think they're in a deal. I think they're in a real good spot, John. We're going to Penticton. So do I. Edmonton's so do I. got four first-rounders in that Penticton tournament. That's as many as the other three teams combined. Yeah, good, great. You know, fantastic. Keep it up. Don't change it. Yeah. Keep going. You know, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know. The, the the other factor in 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 the difference between Sid and and Connor, even though I'm I'm espousing patience, was is that you know Sid won three cups before, you know, his what was it his thirteenth year in the league? I guess he won the he won yeah. the, third, the third cup and won his first cup in his in his third year. 
Yeah. So well, uh, five it, of the it, last it, seven years. Five of the last seven. Five of the last seven years, the Pittsburgh Penguins have traded away their first round draft choice. One yeah. final one for yeah. you, John. Uh, World Cup of Hockey, twenty twenty four. What are you hearing? Yeah, yeah. No, Bill. Uh, Bill was in Paris, France today. Uh, wouldn't you like to be in Paris, France today? Uh, Bill Daly was in Paris, France today, talking about it being in February of 2024 that they're working towards it with uh, uh, with the, the federation, whose whose president is from France. Actually, he's from Quebec, but he lives in France now. Uh, and and the players' association. So it looks like it looks like Bob, we're going to have an Olympic break every second year. Okay. And, and, the, and every second year, it's going to be a World Cup. And then the, two years later, it's going to be an Olympics. At least I think that that's what everybody's hoping for. The biggest curveball right now, Bob, uh, and I think why things have been delayed, and because they, they have to figure it out, is what, what do you do with the Russians? You know, what, what, will, will, there, will a Russian team be allowed to play in the, in the World Cup of Hockey? Because right now they're, they're under federation rules. They're not allowed to play. They're not allowed to compete. But Russians are allowed still to play in the NHL. It's crazy. So I think I, th- I think that there's a uh, there's a few political issues before there's an official official announcement. I think there's a few political issues that truly have to be worked out. And I, I listen. I'd love to know what the, what the listeners think. Would they do they want a World Cup if if the war in Ukraine continues? Uh, if the Russians continue to be aggressors, and and even if the war ends in a year, should should the Russians be punished? Uh, it's a great John, it's a, we're it's gonna a political have that, question, much bigger. We'll have that. Let's let's revisit this on Monday when we have more time. Okay, it's a good it's a good conversation point. Right on. Thanks, man. Yep. That is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. 151 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu to the listener, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stop recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan Escott tonight has Inside Sports. He helped put the show together today. And he is going to bring us for New West Travel. Uh, Derek, if you can pass uh, Brendan the script. This day in Oilers history, and it involves one of the most humble, decent players you would ever meet. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, hey, uh, Brad Hunt, born this day in 1988 in Maple Ridge, B.C. Played uh, 21 games with the Oilers between 2013-2016. Scored a goal and added two assists before signing as a free agent with Nashville in July of 2016. 2016. In July of this year, he signed with the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. He is a great guy. All right, Brandon, you got inside sports tonight. Obviously, you're working on uh, Edmonton Elks pre and post as well. What you got shaking as you're pinch hitting for Reed Wilkins? Yeah, lots of uh, Elks talk today. We'll get uh, the latest on practice. Also hear from uh, Derek Taylor from uh, CJOB out in Winnipeg. He's the voice of the Blue Bombers, but uh, CFL aficionado. We have Bo Mitchell benched to the south of us. It'll be Jake Mayer uh, at the helm of the Stampeders this weekend. So what does that mean? And uh, how is BC going to proceed without Nathan Rourke? Don't they have another Canadian quarterback? They do. It's Michael O'Connor moving forward. He's out of the UBC Thunderbirds program. So we'll you know where he started? We'll see. Where? Penn State. Really? Oh, yeah. He was a big-time recruit All back right. then. No oh, kidding, yeah. Eh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll get some thoughts uh, on that. And uh, we're working to connect with Cam Moon as well. We'll see if okay. we can't make All that right. happen. If we do, we'll uh, talk a little bit more about these uh, Patrick Kane rumors, where he might end up, as well as this uh, World Cup of Hockey. 
All right, there you have it. Well, you know, there is a guy on the show who discusses this on a daily basis. <laughs> you and Shannon never have me on when you're on. I don't know. I'm starting to take it personally. Just kidding, Brendan. Have a great show tonight. Uh, Inside Sports with Brendan Escott tonight uh, from 6 until 8 p.m. Tomorrow, we're going to do open line time from 1230 until 1 o'clock tomorrow. You have your chance to call in. We got to have some fun with AJ Jackabick from TSN 1200 in Ottawa. He does the Redbacks play-by-play. He was on with Brendan last week, saying how the Elks were the worst team in the CFL as he broadcasts a team that's won one game all year. And Luke Pierce was officially announced as head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings while I was gone on holidays. We're going to have an extended conversation with him coming up on tomorrow's show as well. Special thanks to all of you who participated in the interactive elements of the show, texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3 p.m. And then 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Back at you tomorrow.